Hello, hello, and today I want to talk to you about a really important topic and it follows on from last week's Big Heart to Heart where we talked all about confidence and the importance of confidence as an educator. Because if you are not confident in what you do, and you can't be confident all the time, but generally, if you're not confident in what you do, you come across second guessing yourself, you let other people take the lead, you uh, don't put your best foot forward, you're not always going to choose the right course of action because you second guess yourself. All of these things lead to children and adults not trusting you and we need to be trustworthy in the role of early childhood educator and it feels better to be confident in what you're doing so I want to explore that a little bit today on the Big Hearted Podcast. Hello hello and welcome to the Big Hearted Podcast. My name is Victoria Edmund and I am your host. Our aim here at the Big Hearted Podcast is to nurture a community of heart-centred educators to change the perception and delivery of early childhood education and care in Australia and ultimately around the world. We want you to be inspired by our guests and the topics we bring to you to think of new ways of being as an educator. We want you to feel a sense of belonging via this podcast so that you can engage any time of the day or night in any place that suits you. We want you to become an educator that delivers education from the heart, as we believe this is how we create great change within our world. So join us as we discover new ways to inspire each other here on the Big Hearted Podcast. Hello and welcome back. And I'm trying some different things in my podcasting recording today, so I'm hoping that this is going to work. Otherwise, I'm giving up and going to do it tomorrow when I have a little bit more time. <laughs> so the role of confidence, it can't be underestimated how important being confident can be when we are working with children and parents. If you have parents come to your service for an interview and you second guess yourself and you don't take charge in that interview and you aren't confident in what you offer and what you provide and you can't articulate these things and you struggle when it comes to making decisions because you don't back yourself and you don't trust yourself and you don't trust your decision making ability. All of these things throw doubt on how people perceive you and the way you work. That can come from a variety of places. It can be learnt behaviour. It can be a response to trauma. Um, it can be because you're new and you haven't found your confidence yet. Uh, there's a variety of reasons and I'm not bagging anyone that's not feeling confident, but please take this podcast episode as an invitation to explore ways that you can become more confident in what you do and how you present yourself because it is really important. We want to be people 
that are role models worthy of imitation. And I don't know that I would feel okay following someone who wasn't confident. Now, if the scene was set and we were doing something together and learning something new together, totally different story. But if I'm putting my children in care with somebody, I want someone who can take charge of a situation. I want to know that if something goes south or all the children are having one of those days, that my chosen educator can handle it. And that is the first thing I think when parents come to meet you. Now we've all met those overconfident people um, and sometimes overconfidence can be a sign of not being confident. <laughs> so they go in the opposite extreme, which is probably the, the path that I would take. Um, and, and I suppose that comes from show no fear, show no weakness, weakness is bad, you know that's a bit of a trauma response I suppose or a bit of a a response to just being a human I guess really a little bit of background I went to 13 different schools throughout my childhood um, and it equates to a new school a year and sometimes two or three new schools a year depending if I um, stayed there for a whole year, some years I stayed for a couple of years at school. I did my year 10, 11 and 12 at the same high school. So the, all the other changes were in lower schools. So um, I became quite good at coming across confident even when I wasn't. And fake it till you make, fake it, till you make it, they say, I guess. Um, but... If you're attuned to things, sometimes you can tell when someone is faking it till they make it. And that's okay too, uh, because eventually when you are confident and you fake it till you make it, you become confident. <laughs> Whereas if you aren't confident and you don't do anything to shift out of that and you just continually second guess yourself and not trust yourself and stay in that little rut that you're in you're never going to become confident so please take this podcast as an invitation to really take stock of what you've done where you've come from and know that you can find the confidence and that you are a good educator and that what you provide is wonderful for the children and to really sit in that and marinate in it because that's where you're going to feel good and when you feel good is when you're confident and some people are quietly confident other people are extravagant extravagantly confident I would say I'm probably extravagant extravagantly confident um, and I used to be really quite outgoing but I'm I'm sort of a bit more introverted nowadays uh, after the last, I keep saying two years, but it's been longer than two years. <laughs> it's been way longer than two years since 2019 when the world started to go a little awry. Uh, it's taken a lot of emotional bandwidth and the way I 
can process that emotional bandwidth now is by being quite recluse. So I'm out there on social media and, you know, and, and if I go and do things, I, you know, I'm, I'm out there and I'm loud and I'm proud. But then it takes me a long time to recover from that. So I have to have long bouts of being on my own or just in my own home where it's peaceful and it's quiet and I rest and recuperate. So uh, anyway, that's a tale for another day. But um, it all comes down to how you can show up when you need to show up. And that's what I want to talk to you today about. So it can that self-confidence can be rocked and shocked for a variety of reasons and if you're a person that's not very self-confident I invite you to look at what could be eroding that from you is it your own stories that you tell yourself and trust me they're all bullshit I'm just gonna say it <laughs> they're all bullshit because every single person on the face of the earth is worthy of love is worthy of gratitude, is worthy of being accepted. Every single person, even if they've done the worst things ever, they are still worthy of being loved because we all know that when people do awful, awful things, it comes from a place of hurt. So everybody is worthy of love. And if we can extend the hand of love to the people that aren't very nice, then you, who is very nice, definitely deserves that love and acceptance from those around you. So if you aren't feeling that, I invite you to explore why and I invite you to take the leap of courage if, if that feels a little bit triggering for you or you know that there's something out of kilter, I invite you to, I'm doing a lot of inviting today, maybe I'm in the mood for a party, I, I invite you to really explore that further and potentially go and speak to a professional uh, to help you work through those, those limitations or those relationships because life is too short and you deserve to be happy with the people who you are around a lot of the time. So if there is a situation that is eroding your confidence please look at how you can change that to feel more confident are you is perhaps perhaps you have a coordinator who has a different style of communication and they come in and you feel judged or you feel like you're never doing anything right or they're just coming in and touching the surface and not giving you any kind of feedback or anything to work on or no challenge. They're just coming in and you feel like they're ticking boxes and that's eroding your confidence because you're not getting any feedback. You're not getting any way to grow or challenge yourself. I invite you to look at that and really deeply reflect on what it is that you need from those people or that situation and become very clear in your expectations and what you need the needs that you have to be fulfilled and set about putting things in place so that those needs and wants are met so if it is in relation to your coordinator 
ask your service. Do you have a review policy for educators on their coordinator visits? If they say no, well, can we put one in, please, across the entire service so that it doesn't feel like it's one person just picking on somebody else? But that's going to give that coordinator really valuable feedback too on how they can show up in their role for their team. Now, we all work together and I get that not every service is going to take you know something like that on board. It may be you know, something that takes a lot of effort and they may have their focus and direction in or their focus in a different direction at this point. But you can definitely raise that and ask that question um, and really be honest, not nasty, but honest in your feedback because that's going to help that coordinator to grow. It's also going to help the service understand if they've got the right person in that role. So that's one way that you could go about trying to improve the relationship you have with your coordinator. Another way is to have a conversation with them and say, because I've had educators say to me in the past, or not with my coordinator, um, anyone that knows my Karen, she's a legend. Um, But I've had other educators come from other services and they have said, oh, my coordinator, she loves what I do. I'm apparently doing everything really right, but I just feel like I'm not getting any feedback and there's no room for growth within this relationship. And it made me reflect and I wondered if I did that with my team. Sometimes I feel like when I go and visit my team, I'm probably giving them too much information because as you've gathered, I'm a person that just, it's a hundred degrees. Like it's, it's like all, I'm all in, all in when I'm in that mode. Here I go. Here's all the information. And sometimes I feel like I give my team too much. And then there's the possibility that they might feel the opposite end where I erode their confidence because I give them too much and they think, how the heck am I going to implement all of that? Oh my goodness. So there is a fine balance, but it's only because I get really excited (laughs) and I get really proud of what they do. And then I go, oh, we can do this and you can do that and you can try this and you can try that and blah, 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 blah. And sometimes I feel like I need to say to myself, shut up, Victoria. (laughs) Come in and just be with them and and allow them to unfold like a flower. (laughs) But there is a happy medium and I'm not always like that. So the joys of uh, hyper-focus with ADHD, I think. Um, So there is chance for everybody to grow. But if, if you're feeling that with your coordinator, please have a conversation with them. They may not realize. And I know sometimes when a coordinator is coming in and going, there's nothing here. I can't suggest anything. You are on the right track, but then share with them. Okay, cool. Well, this is where I'm wanting to go next. This is the thing that I'm struggling with. Like invite them into the conversation because if everything's, and I say this all the time, I don't know if I've said it to you, but I've definitely said it to my team. If everything on the surface is looking good, you know, all your compliance is checked, all your observations and your documentation is up to date, your environment is clean and it looks loved. Like as a coordinator, I walk in and I go, oh, this is awesome. 
And I don't need to dig any further because I'm not going to go looking for stuff to find, right? I'm just not going to do that for you. But if everything on the surface is okay, nobody wants to dig because it makes extra work, right? So if you're that educator where everything on the surface is great and you've just got this great rhythm happening and all the rest of it, share with your coordinator the direction in which you want to go and then you can make a plan together and work together. So this is all around improving your confidence because you might be confident there and if you sit there and you're not challenged for six months, all of a sudden you're going to start losing confidence. And what can happen is sometimes we can sabotage ourselves and because we're a little bit bored we can make trouble and when I I don't mean trouble as in you do naughty things but I mean trouble as in all of a sudden you're going to let your documentation slide just because you need to give yourself something to work on so let's not do that Let's then start looking at other areas of our business or if that's all good and you're happy with your business, let's look at challenging ourselves outside of our work. Go take up rock climbing, go do skydiving, go do the Tough Mudder races, go and start lifting weights at the gym, go and do things that are going to take you outside of your comfort zone. A couple of weeks ago, I went whale watching and it was choppy as that particular day we went. And I have like irrational fears. And one of those irrational fears is massive waves and being on the ocean. And these waves weren't massive. It was choppy. It was windy. It wasn't very pleasant. There was a little old lady who was sick from about seven minutes out to sea she was just so sick and I I was like freaking out because we were getting wet the waves were coming in like the spray it was it was pretty and I was like (gasps) feeling it I was feeling it let me tell you and I was like white knuckling on the seat in front of me and it wasn't until the lady at the front of the boat who was working on there was like how much fun is this and I was looking at her like I must have been terrified and she goes it's cool like this is so much fun when was the last time you made yourself feel adrenaline and I was like it snapped something in me I was like oh my goodness you're right when was the last time I did that when was the last time I did that I don't do that I don't feel adrenaline I never experience this anymore so for me that was a really great way to bring that excitement into my life so that it helped me feel confident in different areas so if you're that person who's all over your business and you're starting to feel a little bit bored don't mess with your business go and find somewhere other part of your life to mess with (laughs) to, to feel those excited feelings and like you're challenging yourself and pushing yourself for some people that might be taking up meditation you know I for me I can't think of anything worse than meditating for long periods of time my brain just cannot do it right so if I really wanted to challenge myself and I don't want to challenge myself but if I really wanted to challenge myself I could challenge myself to really get meditation 
or maybe I might choose martial arts or something like that. For me, I go to the gym. Let me tell you, today is the first day my legs aren't sore since last Friday. What the? Like, I was so unimpressed with my PT for making me do all those squats. Let me tell you, because that hurt. So confidence and the ways we can erode our own confidence or have people in our lives or situations that erode our confidence. But it's up to us to notice it. It's up to us to shift that. It's up to us to be adult in, in these processes and realize that it's, it's you're the common denominator. Like you have to take ownership of this stuff. So when you go and challenge yourself outside of your work or even in your work and you you set yourself a goal, quite often what happens is we set these big lofty goals and we don't break them down into steps. So breaking goals down into steps really helps you to be able to make achievable motions forward to reaching that goal. Sometimes you have to put time frames on yourself. Other times that can be a bit of a hindrance. So for me, when I first recorded The Essential Elements, I sold the course to 20 plus people and I hadn't recorded a single thing. Oh no, I'd recorded one or two modules, but I had like seven more to go. <laughs> so talk about, and because I know I will procrastinate. I am the world's greatest Faffer. I am such a faffer. Uh, plus, I was running two businesses, and you know, uh, I had this story, and I've talked about it in a past podcast. I had this story that I was, I worked better under pressure, and really, what that was was a story that came from my childhood that I was a procrastinator, and that nothing I ever did was ever good enough, and I self fulfilled that story in my head by leaving everything to the last minute, giving myself this massive time pressure to get stuff done in order to get stuff done. But by the time I got into doing what I was doing, I found that I thoroughly enjoyed the process and I wish I had more time to do it. But because I had such a massive time pressure, I couldn't then get stuck into it and enjoy it. I just had to produce it, which meant that I met that self-fulfilling prophecy of nothing ever being good enough because I knew I wasn't giving my best work because I didn't give myself enough time. Can you see how that stupid story just created havoc for me so that then I continually fulfilled the I'm not good enough pattern? Like how wild is that, right? So I recorded two modules and then sold the course. So I had to record all of these modules. So it was a massive amount of work. It was very, very enjoyable. And I'm very, very proud of what we produced because I got into it. And I, in the end, got it down to recording a whole module in a day. When I first started, it was so exhausting. And it would take me two or three days to record one module. And then in the end, I got it down to a day. And uh, I, I'm really proud of the work that I've put out there. I will probably go back and re-record it or, or make another course down the track. But, you know, that was the faking it till you make, make it. And then I got the confidence and then I got into my groove and then I got going on it. So I really encourage you to 
put yourselves in these positions where you stretch yourself because this is massive growth and with massive growth comes confidence and self-assuredness so you, 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 you we're probably always going to doubt ourselves let's not let's not kid ourselves I think it's good to have a little bit of fear and a little bit of a <clears throat> at times in life I think that's important and life would be pretty boring if we didn't have those moments but we don't have to listen to it and we don't have to let that run the show all the time like we just don't need to be hearing that and having that negative connotation in the work that we do all the time like life is meant to be enjoyed and it's meant to be amazing and it absolutely can be when we let it be so yeah i I just think that overcoming self-doubt by pushing yourself and challenging yourself is a really cool option to give yourself Uh, validation and support well we talked about your coordinator and your family too like your family can help you and you can share these these conversations with your children too around pushing yourself and you know wanting to do the best thing that you possibly can and challenging yourself because I bet you your children will be up for challenges too uh, I know my kids love doing challenges with me mine mine come and walked Mount Warning with me when I was doing a 12-week challenge one time um, my daughter was off she was at the top with all the fit people <laughs> she just took off off she went she was at the top she was greeting everyone else as they got there and giving them tips and pointers on how to get up the metal chain at the top my son stayed with me he'd walk a bit ahead and then he'd stop and wait and then he'd walk a bit ahead and stop and wait and then we'd chat and you know he was he was such a good companion on that on that walk my daughter couldn't have given a fig <laughs> oh it's so funny but you know we all got down together at the end of the day and went and had some lunch um, in town in Moolumbar and had a great time you know so everyone approaches challenges differently and you've got to work out who your cheer squad is so would I take yo on a walk like that again no <laughs> she'd leave me for dust <laughs> oh she could go and set camp up and cook dinner uh, first that'd be all right would I take coops with me yeah because he was quietly encouraging so you've got to choose the people you surround yourself with when it comes to times when you're challenging yourself too uh, not everyone is going to be the best choice. Um, my husband would probably get really annoyed with me because I had to stop and take a breath. And for those of you who've not walked Mount Warning or don't know, it's it's basically straight up in the air. <laughs> it's a massive walk. It's a really tall mountain and um, I don't know why I did it. No, I do know because it was a challenge. Did I enjoy every second of it? No. <laughs> Was I super proud of myself at the end of it? Yes. Am I claiming that victory 10 years later? Yes. <laughs> so this is the joy. And, you know, you can pull on those feelings and those moments that you have stored away in your bank at any time too. So this is the importance of challenging yourself and helping yourself to feel confident. Um, so risk-taking in innovation too, like we shouldn't be afraid of doing things that no one's ever done before. You might have a fabulous business idea or a really awesome 
thing that you want to work on with the children. Like let's not get stuck in doing the same thing as everybody else. Like let's not do that. Let's be different. Let's really be innovative in what we do and what we bring to the families and children and the services that we work with. If you've got a good idea on how something can be improved, please tell your service. Please share with them. Like how helpful is that when people tell you things? I know people tell me stuff all the time and I go, oh my gosh, why did I never think to do that before? Like how could I have not considered that? I've been doing this for 10 years now. How did I not work that out already? Like thank you and taking these new ideas on because it can make your life so much easier. And we want ease. We you know, we, as much as we want challenge, we also want ease. We always want to have that beautiful yin and yang, that beautiful balance. So when there's challenge, there's got to be ease too, because with, with ease comes comfortability. And we want that. It's like that in breathing and that out breathing, that in breathing and the out breathing. It's so important and it's, it covers so many different areas of life. So I just want to let you know that having your cheer squad is that really important aspect of challenging yourself. And that is what you get in the essential elements. Uh, When you look at joining the essential elements, we have this fantastic community. We're in there sharing things. We are questioning ourselves and then asking questions in the group and then everybody's sort of jumping in and and sharing ideas and solutions and we do that on the q a's as well and the master classes every month are designed to just give you a little injection of a different way of looking at things a different aspect of your business that you can touch on um Educators too, that the members get opportunity to ask for certain masterclasses if there's something that they're really struggling with. I write a masterclass based on on that, on that request. Uh, And then the Q&A sessions are just light and breezy and a really good opportunity for everyone to touch base and check in. It was funny last week because my uh, internet dropped out and I was like, oh no, <laughs> my internet. And when I dropped out, everybody just kept c- continuing on. They didn't need me there. They were happy as Larry talking about all sorts of things last week. And it was just so good. It was so fun to, to be a part of. So if you are looking for a support team and cheerleaders and looking for people who are looking at their business and investing in their business and challenging themselves and doing things differently and really wanting to be part of something greater than themselves, Essential Elements is 100% the place to find that. Uh, And we're growing every time we launch. Uh, New people are joining and it's just becoming a wonderful opportunity for us all to create these amazing and incredible um, connections so that's what I wanted to talk to you about today I hope that you got a lot out of it I hope that you can go ahead and challenge yourself and enjoy what you do and find your cheer squad whether that be in essential elements or not 
but I hope it is. But find your cheer squad and find the people who are going to really support you and love you and encourage you to become the greatest version of you that has existed to date. So with that, my friends, I leave you until next week. I bid you adieu and have a wonderful week. Big love from me all the way to you. Hi friend, thank you so much for joining us today. I hope you got a lot out of today's episode. When we work on our own, we can sometimes be in a silo. So having new perspectives and different ways of looking at things is vitally important for the growth of our individual selves and our professional selves as well. We love feedback, so if you felt compelled to share what you thought of today's podcast, we would love to read your thoughts. You can leave us a review on Apple Podcast. That helps our podcast to get out to the wider community. And the more that hear what we have to share, we think the better it is. Thanks so much, friend. We'll see you next time. Till then, big love.